Well, happy Tuesday. Nice to see you guys on this nice, drizzly, wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for coming out. We uh, are going to look into uh, an interesting subject today. Uh, the title of our message is Father Knows Best, 18 Reasons to Choose God's Will Over Our Own. You know, our society right now has become a very selfish society, hasn't it? Our House of Representatives can't elect a, a speaker. Our Congress can't agree on a budget. And our society is, is segmented from people with differing views that won't tolerate one another. But you know what? We who are baby boomers, our parents weren't like that, were they? That generation was a generation of cooperation, determination. Think of what it took in World War II, the war effort to win that war. And after the war, our parents wanted us to have a better life. It was a generation of self-sacrifice, sacrificing for their children. But what about us? Our generation has fallen by the wayside. Our generation is more selfish. Our generation chooses their will over God's will. But that's not the way God would have it, is it? So let's take a look at 18 reasons to choose God's will over our own. Number one, we are, we are building God's habitation. Second Chronicles 28 verses 9 and 10 reads, For as you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary, to be strong and do it. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Look at David's advice to Solomon. Know the God of your father. If we're going to choose God's will, we need to know him, don't we? If we're going to trust him, we need, we need to know him. Serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. 
For the Lord searches all hearts and understands the intent of the hearts. Purity. Purity. So God gave David exact specifications for the building of the temple. As he gave specifications to Moses for the building of the tabernacle. We are the temple, the habitation of the Holy Spirit. As God lived in the tabernacle and the temple, the Holy Spirit lives in us. We are building a habitation for the Holy Spirit by the way we conduct our lives. What kind of habitation are we, dwe- are we building? Is it one in which he dwells in us fully and expresses himself freely? Is it one in which we are fully submitted to him? Is it one in which he is honored and respected? The way we build our habitation of the Holy Spirit is important because we're forming the foundation of our spiritual life. We know God's will through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Our second reason to choose God's will over our own is God's thoughts and ways are higher than ours. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. God's very, very clear in what he says in Isaiah 55. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Think about that. We can't go by our own thoughts if we want to be in God's will because our thoughts are not his thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways. So we need to seek him for his way because if we go our way, it's not his way. Our culture trains and strengthens our minds and bodies but it ignores our human spirits and hearts. We're programmed to function out of our minds and bodies and to deny our human spirits and hearts. Our natural mind works on a mental level that is incapable of understanding or comprehending the things of the Spirit of God. It holds Christians in bondage, short of the true faith that is active and impactful. It substitutes intellect for spirit, thereby retarding the kingdom of God. Believers lock themselves in mental interpretation and application of the word. They are free to enter the realm of the spirit, but they choose the false safety of their minds over the true safety of the spirit of God. They won't let go of their intellect. They're in bondage to their human thought. We must recognize that since God's thoughts are thoughts and ways are higher than ours, his will is wiser and more effectual than ours. Otherwise, we might do good works, but not impact our world spiritually. Instead of the world, instead of the church infiltrating the world, 
the world infiltrates the church. We have trappings of, pers- of uh, we have trappings of Christianity, but we lack the power and influence of the book of Acts. We rise above this mundane existence by exercising spiritual discernment, recognizing that God's thoughts, ways, and will are superior to our own. Our third reason to choose God's will over our own is God's will directs us beyond our understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. In all your ways, all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your your path. When we lean on our understanding, we are subject to the spirit of the world. The devil wants to hold us to our understanding because it gives him influence. Leaning on our own understanding divides families and splits churches. It holds us in bondage individually and corporately. When we implement God's principles with our own logic, We limit ourselves to the constraints of our logic. Beware of veiled self-assertion. We can activate God's principles with our natural understanding and receive the corresponding benefits and still be limited in the natural realm, thinking we are in the spirit but still being self-directed, leaning to our own understanding. The understanding we need is the understanding of the heart. We must move from being persuaded in the natural to being fully persuaded in the spirit. God wants to direct our paths beyond our natural understanding, but we must venture beyond our intellect. Our fourth reason to choose God's will over our own is God's will establishes our thoughts. Proverbs 16.3, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Leaning on our own understanding invites spiritual confusion. It holds us in limbo between the way of the world and the way of the spirit. It compromises truth and holds us in unbelief. Choose God's will, commit your works to him and he will establish your thoughts. Number five, God's knowledge is greater than ours. God rebuked Job in Job 38, verses 4 through 8. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fashioned? Or who laid its foundation? When the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy, who shut the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? John 10 verses 27 and 28 in the classic Amplified read, 
the sheep that are my own and are listening the sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I will give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. God's knowledge is infinitely greater than ours, Yet we tend to rely on our vastly inferior knowledge by choosing our will over God's will. When we choose our will over God's will, we are yielding to the spirit of the world, the nature of Satan that entered Adam's and his wife's, through Adam's and his wife's independent disobedience. The sheep of the sheep that belong to Jesus hear and are listening to his voice. He knows them, and they follow him. Sheep know and trust the voice of their shepherd. They are completely dependent upon him. Sheep don't govern their lives through intellectual knowledge. They have no knowledge of the dangers outside of the shepherd's care and sometimes stray from the flock. We're like sheep. Our shepherd's knowledge is far superior to our own. As we hear, listen to, and follow the voice of our shepherd, he leads us into life far beyond what we can attain by ourselves. Our sixth reason to choose God's will over our own is we can misdirect ourselves. Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Wandering away from the flock may be enticing to an unsuspecting sheep, yet lead to injury or death. If we choose our will, we direct our way. But if we choose God's will, he will direct our way. Our way may, be, our way may appear beneficial, but be unproductive. For instance, we might seek healing, but God wants to focus our thoughts on forgiveness. Let me restate that. I read that incorrectly. We might seek healing, but God wants to focus on our unforgiveness or our lack of rest that's holding back our healing. The same principle holds true for seeking finances overcoming hindrances, solving problems, and restoring relationships. Our seventh reason to choose God's will over our own is timing is everything. Colossians 4.4 4, When the fullness of time had come, God set forth his Son. 1 Peter 5.6 Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Everything depends on timing. Have you ever had to park far from where you were going and by the time you walked there, spaces had become vacant? Derek Prince once said that he prays for God's timing every day. 
We can only be in God's will when we are in his timing. God's timing is perfect. God's timing develops his plan for your life. For everything there is a season, even those that are uncomfortable and when we don't understand, trust God. His timing is far better than our own. Number eight, faith works God's will. James 2.26 in the classic Amplified reads, As the human body apart from the spirit is lifeless, so faith apart from its works of obedience is also dead. We are people of faith. We exercise our faith through our acts of obedience. Faith works when we choose God's will over our own. Our ninth reason to choose God's will over our own is God's protection is in his will. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 4. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. If we are going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and take refuge under his wings, we are going to have to be in the will of God. How can we be in these places without being in God's will? Surely our protection is in God's will. Our tenth reason to choose God's will over our own is God's provision is in his will. 1 Kings 17, 2 through 6. The word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook God's provision is in his will even though his instruction to us may seem unlikely we stay in God's provision by staying in his will number 11 God's peace is in his will Jeremiah 19:11 I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Hebrews 4.3 For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. God's intention for us is peace and hope. He finished all his works according... He finished all his works concerning us from the foundation of the world. We rest knowing that, in foreknowledge, he has already finished his works concerning us. 
and his will for us is peace and hope. Our twelfth reason for choosing God's will over our own is God is good. Psalm 145, verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Psalm 34, 8. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Our thirteenth reason to choose God's will over our own is God has a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29.11 in the Amplified reads, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Psalm 139.16, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. In your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. In Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has planned all our days for good and not for evil. He recorded all our days in his book, even before we were born. God created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand for us to walk in. We simply walk in his finished works, allowing God to work his plan, even when it doesn't make sense to us or is contrary to our desire or comfort. Our 14th reason for choosing God's will over our own is God knows the future. Revelation 22:13. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Isaiah 46:10. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient of times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. God knows the future. He knows the end from the beginning. He will accomplish his will and purpose, and Jesus is the beginning and the end. Number 15, God cares for us. 1 Peter 5, 6 tells us, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Isaiah 4, 49.15, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. Isaiah 43.2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. We can trust God's will over our own because he cares for us. God moves beyond our capabilities when we release ourselves into his care. Our 16th reason to choose God's will over our own is God is faithful. 
Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the clouds. Psalm 36, 5. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 and 24. If I've learned anything in my Christian walk, it is God is faithful. He has been with me and brought me through every difficulty, and he'll do the same for you. Our 17th reason to choose God's will over our own is the fear of God brings wisdom. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear God is to honor, respect, and reverence him. The fear of God brings wisdom. Wisdom realizes God's supremacy, prefers him, and values his will over our own. The fear of God is the power to choose God's will over our own, the source of humility and the strength to endure under trial. It's the way to true intimacy with our Father God, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Our 18th and final reason to choose God's will over our own is we are called to discipleship. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2, 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. And Matthew 16, verses 24 and 25. If anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight of, and forget himself and his own interests. And take up his cross and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me. Conform wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying also. For whoever is bent on saving his temporal life, his comfort and security here, shall lose it, that is eternal life. And whoever loses his life, his comfort and security here for my sake, shall find it, that is everlasting life. And Luke twenty two forty two. Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. We are called to discipleship. Discipleship requires dedication, perseverance, endurance, and commitment, and self-denial. The bottom line is surrender. Not my will, but yours be done. In conclusion, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Ephesians 4, 16 in the 
Passion Translation. For his body, that is the body of Christ, has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Each of us is a member, a part of the body of Christ. As we each choose God's will, he coordinates the body through the headship of Christ to affect his work. Each one of us has a special, unique contribution as we yield to God's will rather than our own. Just think, what could God do if we in this room and those who hear this message would together steadfastly, continuously choose, not my will, but yours be done. I want to close with, with a prayer. This, this message came out of my, my own searching where what I, what I was was seeing and, and hearing, particularly on, on TV, was teaching on how to get what you, know, what you want from God, how to work his will to get what you want or what you need. And I thought, where is the teaching on wanting God's will? How self-focused have we become? And as a result, I started to seek God's will instead of my own. I I started recognizing my own selfishness, my own self-centeredness in my relationship to God, what I was asking him for. And I, I, I would start earnestly seeking God's will instead of my own. But I found that when I did that, opposition arose. And I'd back off for a while, and then I'd start again. Well, I finally decided I'm not going to quit. I am simply not going to quit. And I found that while opposition rises, God's victorious provision rises even more. God is faithful. As we choose his will, yes, there can be opposition. But we're not, we're, we're not called to comfort, are we? We're, comf- we're called to, to follow our Lord, to keep our eyes on, on the prize And I I hesitate to use that because that sounds selfish too, you know. But to have an eternal perspective so that we're not totally self-focused. And so for for some time now, uh, in Vicky's and my prayer time in the evenings, I've prayed the prayer that I've written out here, and I'd, I'd like to share that with you. And uh, 
Perhaps after I've written that, I could read that and you could repeat it after me if, if you like. So I, I, I would pray. Father God, we offer our bodies to you as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to you which is our reasonable service and spiritual worship. Thank you that we are no longer being conformed to this present age. Instead, you are transforming us by completely renovating our entire minds so that we are proving what is your good and acceptable and perfect will, especially concerning us? Father God, we pray your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives and in our sphere of influence. Not our will, but yours be done. Thank you that we are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which you prepared beforehand for us to walk in. We ask that we walk in the good works that you prepared us for. Please accomplish all you desire in our lives and in our sphere of influence. In Jesus' name, amen.